Hey everybody, welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated, I hear, to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 59, Proper Vacation. smack dab in the middle of one right now. It's the month of August. Yeah, and you're taking the whole month off. I have never done this. I realized uh, a little while back, uh, I think since 2013, that's when I started working for myself, May 1st, 2013, I I don't really take too many longer vacations, but I I figure I, I deal in ideas. I write about ideas and I just finished writing a big book project. So why not take the month of August off. I I don't have any speaking engagements, even virtual ones this August. There's no big book deadlines because that was handed in at the end of July. So why not take this time for a little, little Chris time, a little, you know, a little Chris relaxation. The month of Chris, you could say. I'm not going to say that, but I am like, very happy for you. Like 80% happy for you and 20% just really jealous. Yeah. It's, I I feel, you know, I, I don't, but I hesitate to start the podcast talking about that because this has been a a year and a half that most of us will uh, never forget for a whole host of different reasons for all the challenges that we've faced. But I, I feel we all kind of need a month off. And even if you can't take a month off, you can probably take a bit of time off, uh, whether that's even just a weekend, whether that's it may, may be bless you if you can take a whole month off. But, you know, I, I definitely had to work pretty hard ahead of this month to kind of carve out this this time off. But uh, I hope to chat over the course of this podcast how uh, it, it has been worthwhile. It has been uh, a fruitful time uh, because of what a vacation can do when we use one properly. So what do you mean by using it properly? This, this is something that I th- uh, I've seen come up anecdotally, admittedly, in, in how a lot of people spend their time, is we're pretty bad at stepping back from work. Work is a, a huge source of so much of, honestly, what makes life good. It's a source of connection. It's a source of validation. It's a way that we can contribute to uh, something, a cause that's bigger than us, whether that's a for-profit cause or, or a non-profit cause, whatever it might be. But it feels good to be with a group of other people working towards some common thing. It's been a stressful year and a half, obviously, for for so many different reasons. But if you subtract work from somebody's life, they usually live a life that is less meaningful because work provides us with a drive, with a motivation, whether or not we do work that we value. It's the people uh, that are the reason for our efforts into greater productivity. And so we need work, but we also need to step back from the work that we do. Uh, Work is also a huge source of chronic stress. So, So chronic stress is any stress that we face repeatedly. And a lot of these sources are obvious. You know, if you're having a huge busy family life while you're 
running around in Zoom calls and you have financial worries stacked on top of that. Um, Some of that is untamable. But a lot of the chronic stress that we face is stuff that we choose to pay attention to. And often it is stuff that stems from the demands that we have at work. You know, it could come from social media, which is a source of hidden chronic stress in our lives. We, We never really feel good while we're on social media. It stimulates our mind, but it doesn't necessarily make us happy. And that's something that a lot of us are finding these days, that just because something is stimulating doesn't mean that it makes us happy. And often the opposite is the case. Uh, But work-related things like email and nagging demands and just reminders of the mental overhead that projects occupy, we need to step back from that every once in a while. Chronic stress is, I think, one of the most uh, disastrous things for our productivity today. Uh, chronic stress is what builds to a point of burnout. There is one thing, one thing only, that causes burnout as it's defined by the World Health Organization, by uh, burnout researchers like Christina Maslach, who's probably the world's foremost burnout researcher. Um, and they found that chronic stress is what leads us to a point of burnout. And so when we take a step back from this, we actually find energy, we find more productivity down the line, we find optimism, we find uh, engagement, which research shows is the exact opposite of burnout. Uh, So we shouldn't feel too guilty about this time. Vacations can make us a bit more productive uh, because they help us step back from the chronic stress that we face, whether it's in a large pocket of time or a small pocket of time. Yeah, I think I, I want to emphasize that this can be a small pocket of time. Yeah. You don't have to take a month like Chris does. And in um, your case, it often is a, a smaller pocket of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I work for myself. I'm self-employed and I'm a PhD student. So between You have a those, lot of things. Yeah, between those things, don't really get any vacation time, but I do get a lot of, I have a lot of flexibility in how I set up my schedule and how I set up my life. So I'm I'm very lucky in that way, but I, I don't get like vacation time. There's, if I wanted to take a week vacation, like I don't, there would be nobody I could tell like I'm taking a week off um, or report that to. So <laughs> um, I don't get to take like the week long or a month long vacation like you do, but I can schedule my work in a way that I can take an evening off or I yeah. can take a long weekend or or something like that. Like I recently took an extra long weekend to go on a nice bike trip to myself after a really crazy few weeks. You biked to yourself. No, I actually biked to a different city, but it was a nice little bike trip you to myself. You found yourself on this uh, I went on a nice bike yeah. trip all by myself. Was it which spiritual, was nice. would you say? I don't know. I listened to a great audio book and, and biked like 50 kilometers to hmm. a city nearby. So it was kind of nice. Your version of a vacation might be somebody else's source of stress. Yeah, I know. And so that's <laughs> another important thing is understanding what your definition of removing stress is. So for yeah. me... I'm very, I like to be physically active. I, I find relaxation in like being active and doing things. And you and I will always differ on this point where I know you like to just kind of relax and sit on a beach. I don't find that terribly relaxing. I find relaxation in something that requires a little more movement or stimulation. So I like, I like being, I like working out. So that's my favorite thing to do. I I guess that's kind of step zero of this is understanding 
what you need in a vacation. Uh, I think the ultimate source of a vacation is to step back from chronic stress. Uh, this stress that we repeatedly face that leads us to a point of burnout, right? Which is uh, defined by uh, exhaustion, cynicism, and feeling unproductive. So if you have all three things ticked, you're exhausted, you're cynical, you feel unproductive, you're pretty close to a point of burnout if, if you have all those three things. And so you probably have too much chronic stress. You probably have chronic stress that you need to step back from as much as possible, right? The preventable kinds of it. But that's worth highlighting. You know, that, that that's a great vacation for you because there are two types of stress. There's the chronic stress that we face repeatedly. And then there's the acute stress, it's adorable, this kind of stress. So cute. It's, it's, it's adorable. Uh, where it's just once-off stress that we face one time, usually. This is the stress that our body is programmed for. It's, it's the stress that leads to a response in our body where we mobilize to face down a threat historically. But these days, you know, we need acute stress because that is what makes life worth living. Uh, we, we've had uh, Kelly McGonigal on the podcast, in, in addition to uh, writing the book, The Joy of Movement, which we interviewed her for. Uh, she wrote a book called The, the Willpower, no, the, jo- the Upside of Stress. Yep. She has a lot of books and they're all kind of crossing over in my mind right now. But in that book, she writes about how if we were to go through our entire life and remove every stressful episode our life would be devoid of meaning. It almost wouldn't be uh, worth living because we need stress uh, in some form. You, you would uh, remove all the challenges in your life, sure, but you would also remove the weddings, the childbirths, the, the challenges, the things that you fought for, the promotions, the, the, the wonderful things that can propel you forward. And, and so that's worth thinking about when it comes to a vacation. Uh, Do think about the chronic stress that you are able to step back from. That is critical. That is step zero for a vacation. We don't need no chronic stress on our vacation. We need to engage with things that we find meaningful. But what you find meaningful on a vacation might be a source of acute stress, uh, like in your case, maybe taking a course, learning a new skill, spending more time in the analog world. That's what I'm using the month for, because if I just laid on the couch playing Animal Crossing all month, I would probably regret a lot of this month. I want to have something to show for it, not in a way that I want to accomplish something, but just in a way that I want to engage with things in a more active way. I think it's important to note there is what's not on that list, right? Mm. Things like watching TV or just mindlessly scrolling through some social media thing. Like these things might feel like a nice decompression thing in in periods of really high stress, but not for a long time, right? You're not going to want to sit on the couch for a whole weekend or an entire evening and watch TV. You're not going to feel any kind of removal of stress or you're not going to feel rejuvenated after that. That's not a, not a vacation. I mean, taking a two-week break aside, if you're going to take an evening as an intentional kind of vacation or stepping away from your sources of chronic stress, adding some kind of acute stress is a nice way of doing that without overwhelming yourself, right? So, I mean, going for a nice long run and kind of having like a mental shift about what your what your vacation time is to be more, how can I get the most out of that time or treating it like a proper vacation. If you have 
If you have time to step away from the chronic stress, think of it as a vacation, even if that's just an evening, even if it's just yeah. a weekend. It doesn't have to be a month-long thing. And, and maybe a better frame than acute stress is just sources of engagement. You know, the, the burnout literature shows that engagement is the opposite of burnout. And so if you can find things to become engaged with, uh, regardless of what that is, TV might be captivating, but it, it's not really an active form of engagement. Uh, whereas a hobby is, and it helps you slow down your mind, it helps uh, become a bit less stimulated, whatever your style happens to be. Uh, this, I think, is one of the biggest mistakes that people tend to make when they have some free time. And you see this often in retirement with a lot of people where somebody might retire and think, oh, I have all this time. Now it's time to relax. Now it's time to unwind. But if you don't find things to be actively engaged with each and every day, we, we need that. Engagement is, it, it's a fire that burns inside of us. And when we're burnt out, that fire turns into sort of a pilot light that makes it difficult to keep going forward. We need engagement more than we think that we do. And this is why work is, uh, it tends to be more meaningful than we give it credit for. It gives us a source of uh, instant presence, Right. If you're in a meeting with your boss's boss's boss, it's going to be difficult to not be engaged during that meeting. And that engagement might be stressful. It might be a stressful meeting, but engagement helps us with uh, mental health, with just becoming present, with becoming happier, with uh, feeling like we're making more progress and have more meaning in our days than we give it credit for. And I know you're digging into a bit of the, the stats surrounding vacation time. It's not really something that we have enough of where we choose what to be engaged with. It's often chosen for us in the work that we do. Yeah, it's something crazy. Like 55% of people in the United States don't take all of the vacation time they have available to them. Oof. And that doesn't even consider the fact that people probably aren't using all of their vacation time very intentionally or, or thoughtfully, right? It's it's always the, oh, let's just take a week to separate from work, but without thinking about what that actually means or how you could do that in a way that allows you to feel as rejuvenated and as fresh as you possibly can when you have to go back to work. Fresh. It's a good word. I love that word. Yeah. You want to feel fresh after a vacation. Yeah. I mean, and these can be, I mean, I, I know we're talking about like taking your vacation time. And I think there's so many people who emphasize that you really should take your vacation time. If you have the ability to, yeah. you should. But a lot of people don't. And I think especially in North America, vacation time is not a reality for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, like this 55% number that I threw out there is based on people who do have vacation time, right? So that doesn't acknowledge that a lot of people, myself included, do not have the ability to take huge yeah. amounts of time off, but you can still carve out like quote vacation time if it's um, in your evenings and it's intentionally finding sources of engagement that are going to leave you feeling Feeling fresh. Fresh, yeah. And I feel a lot of this is just a frame to, you know, people will be totally understanding if you mention, you know, it's been a tough year and a half and I actually want to use my vacation time this year because I haven't for the last couple. People are pretty understanding, especially during these days, that it's been a challenging little bucket of time this last year and a half. Um, and, and so people will give you a bit more leeway than you think they might. And this is not to kind of pile on guilt like, oh, take your vacation days and make sure you're taking a proper vacation and relaxing properly. Uh, it's just really to say that there is an opportunity to feel 
far fresher than you ever have before. And the path to doing so is by eliminating as many sources of chronic stress as you possibly can. You know, identifying the sources of chronic stress that exist in your work. And it's difficult these days, right, when the boundaries between our work and our home lives have become blurred, where it's no longer a trip to the office that fires our mind to think about work. It's picking up our phone and seeing an email come in. So really doing a lot of uh, work ahead of time, maybe making a list of all the chronic stress that comes from your work, maybe from your life as well that you could be able to step back from over the period of your vacation, whether that's an evening, whether that's a weekend, whether it's a week, or if you have the opportunity to do so, whether it's a whole month. Uh, I feel we all need a month, but we can't all take a month. But by interspersing little periods of time where we step back from the chronic stress in our life, maybe taking on things that we can uh, become engaged with naturally, uh, it can have the same effect as a longer break. Um, but you can feel fresh regardless of, of how much time you get off. So let's get a little concrete. What are some of these habits that you're talking about that you can have while you're on vacation? Yeah. So one, one of the very first things that I did at the start of this month is making a list of all the chronic sources of stress in my life and all the things that I want to replace those with uh, in terms of what to be engaged with. So this month, taken a, a few courses, one on uh, Native studies, on, on Canada's history with those relations, uh, one on photography, getting back into photography, picked up a couple of new lenses, uh, playing the piano, you know, finding things to be engaged with over the course of, a, a, of this month, uh, just to swap out those sources of chronic stress. But white space is one of, one of the most uh, underrated things, not only with productivity, but with enjoyment as well. Because when you don't kind of carve out a day, and, and your day might look different, you might want to welcome uh, some challenges into your day. You might like a, a highly scheduled day when you're on vacation. Uh, I'm not like that. I, I like to, you know, feel which way the wind is blowing on a certain day. You know, lick my finger and put it up in the air. And if it's blowing to the right, I'll go to the cafe and read a book. And if it's blowing to the left, maybe I will play Animal Crossing. We'll see. Uh, but creating as much white space as possible to just be able to follow intuition and follow what I feel my mind needs that moment. Not always with the flexibility to be able to do so, but white space does afford a bit more uh, of an account for that. I love that. Yeah, I'm not quite as, I'm not as loosey-goosey with you, free time you like as you are. More schedule. You would say uh, intentional. I would say rigid day. I don't, yeah, I would really push back against rigid because yeah. I really don't agree with that. But I, I mean, I do think I like things a little bit more intentional. And I know when we've traveled in the past together and we take vacation time together, this is the balance we that have we need the to strike. Perfect balance where in the morning I can go, if there were things that I specifically wanted to do, because you tend to sleep in a lot later than me. Yeah. 
So I will get up early and I'll go do all the things that were on my list of things that I wanted I'm to see or do. I'm going to go to this museum and this gallery and this all before 10 a.m. I mean, you make me sound a little crazy, but really just like if there were, yeah, if there was a coffee shop I wanted to go to, if there were specific things I wanted to check out or do, I would do that in the morning before you wake up and then... You force me to have a little white space in the afternoon, yeah. which is nice. And it's, I think that's a good balance. I don't mean to make you sound a, a little crazy because you are bat crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I think everybody has a different preference. So figure out what works for you. But do try to, even if you are somebody like me who likes to have things a little more intentional, <laughs> as I'm going to say, um, you just make sure you do... Think about adding a little more white space than maybe you're comfortable with. You don't need to make this feel like a to-do list, right? Vacation time should be a little less structured than your regular day or whatever. And one other thing, in addition to finding things to be engaged with, uh, you know, engagement is a way of framing the idea of of presence. And uh, another way of framing the idea of presence is finding things to savor, and this is something that one of my favorite things to ask somebody that I meet uh, often for the first time is, what do you savor the most? And I find, <laughs> curiously, the, the more driven somebody is and often the more accomplished somebody is, the more challenging they find uh, the, the activity of answering that question, of identifying things that they just genuinely enjoy. And so I'd, I'd suggest, and this might be too much rigidity, as, as I might say, uh, around taking a vacation, but I, I personally find it a worthwhile exercise, making a list of everything that you savor, whether that's a morning cup of coffee that's just steaming hot as you sit down and read the morning paper. Uh, it could be that glass of wine when the day is done. It could be hanging out with your uh, with your best friend, with your with your spouse. Hopefully, they're the same thing for you as they are for me, and just enjoying that time and savoring. It could be a good book. It could be it, it could be the fe- the feeling of your breath during meditation. What, whatever it is, having things that you can savor each and every day. Uh, savoring things is a shortcut to presence. It's a challenge at first. Savoring is a skill, not something that is innate, especially as we become less balanced mentally and tend to more chronic stress in our day. But if you're looking to get more out of your vacation time, uh, finding not only things to be engaged with, but also present with in the form of savoring things can be a, a wonderful strategy to eke even more out of that time. Beautiful. Anything else to add? No, I think that was a lovely way to end things today. Good stuff, yeah. So, uh, you know, a proper vacation. Don't don't guilt yourself into taking it, you know, obviously spend your time however you want, but these are just a few ways of getting more out of that time and and feeling fresh. I, I I love that. I love that. That's a good book title, Feeling Fresh. Yeah, it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot because, yeah. like you said, I haven't had a lot of opportunity in the last few years to take real serious vacation time. Uh, and that I I'm I'm not complaining at all. I actually love the uh, the flexibility I have in yeah. my my work. And just, and you love what you do. And, and I that, do. So I don't really a need way. a vacation most of the time, which is I'm very very lucky to be able to say that. Um but all that to say it still can feel like kind of tiring when you're working 
quite a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah. I've been really focusing on kind of carving out time in my day or in my weekends where I'm really going to kind of disconnect and try to really refresh or like recharge or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I've been really thinking about this a lot lately of how to make the most out of time where you are going to disconnect to make it mm-hmm. as refreshing as possible. The secret, mind the chronic stress that yeah. you tend to. Uh, and also remember that much of that chronic stress is hidden from your view. And it sometimes masquerades as something that is stimulating. So look to the most stimulating elements of your day, whether that happens to be social media, which might be stimulating in the moment, but that is actually giving you things to be envious about or concerned about that your mind might find threatening. Uh, It could be email, which maybe you see as a source of validation, but in truth is actually a source of obligation and commitments and and responsibility and, and reminders of all three. But yeah, Chronic stress, look to that and tame it uh, during your vacations. That is step zero of a vacation. And then filling that empty space uh, with engagement if you want, with savoring things if you want, whether you want to schedule things in advance or just play it by ear. That, my friends, is a proper vacation. And that is episode number 59 of the Becoming Better podcast. We hope you have a wonderful week. Oh, oh yeah, leave a review if you want. You don't have to. You can just, we can just hang out every couple weeks. It's a short hangout. But if you feel like leaving a review, you can uh, on Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. If you want, mail me a screenshot of it, uh, chris at alifeofproductivity.com. And in turn, we will sign and then mail you a postcard for the podcast. And they're lovely. We just sent out a few the other day. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.